empties, Lord, as soon as I find where they lay. Tied off them jolly and leaving mines on a long, hot summer day. Yeah, I'm forever day. I'm working on the Illinois River. Get a half a day off with pay. Oh, Tobo picking up barges on a long, hot summer day. Hello and welcome to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Huck Breeze, and I am joined here once again by Scott Shedig. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine fucking tastic, man. Yeah. I'm having a good day. I'm ready to talk about some kickers. Like I said, a little more in depth. I know some people might not care about kickers too much, but I think it can be a very integral part of your team. And I just wanted to wish you and everybody else out there a happy Father's Day. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, Father's Day was uh, this last weekend. Uh, you know, it was good to get out with the family. No masks on. You know, not 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 that there's anything wrong with wearing a mask, uh, but it's it's good uh, you know to get out and have that kind of freedom and be around other people. And you know, I went to see an Astros game this last weekend, and nice. You know, yeah, of course we won. So um, you know. Just it's good to get out. It's 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 good to uh, see other people, and it, it gets me excited for football season. I, w- I want to hit a football game. I want to get out oh. and uh, you can tailgate, etc. So most so, definitely, yeah. I look forward to that myself. And that sounds right. like a great weekend. I haven't been to a Stros game in a while. Go Stros! They're like yep. ten game winning streak right now. Oh yeah, uh, just hot as hell. I mean, the best offense in the major leagues. It's it's. One bright spot in a uh, string of black spots that we've had in Houston, whether it be the Rockets, the Texans, or the Astros, uh, it's good to have, um, you know, some good sports in town. Always good. It is because I mean, Houston is such a passionate city for sports. It's just, and they don't have a good team very often. And it's crazy because I, I think that the city is just alive and rocking when there is a, you know, championship is in the air. Absolutely. And uh, Match Mac just threw a $3 million bet down on the, on uh, the Astros win the World Series. So, uh, and that's just to cover his yearly buy $3,000 worth of furniture. And if the Astros win the World Series, you get it all for free uh, bet. So, um, that's exciting. It's always good when, yeah. when a prominent Houston figure throws down. Uh, you know, seven figures on the Astros. So anyway, this is a football podcast. I know baseball season's in full swing, but we are here to talk about kickers. Before we get into the kickers, though, keep it light. Uh, Scott, do you have anything that you are watching on television, something non-football related, just to, you know, to introduce us, uh, get, get us rolling here? Well, one show I started this past week, which had a uh, double episode premiere, was Kevin Can Fuck Himself. Mm. That was a really, really interesting start. Great show. Um, main actress is, uh, oh, what is her name? I'm terrible at actress and actresses' names, but it's the actress that played Alexis in Schitt's Creek. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, no, she does a great job. It's very intriguing. And you don't think about her in Schitt's Creek at all during the time. Like, it, it really gets you. Uh, kind of wrapped into the storyline very quickly, and everybody else does a good job as well. I, I don't want to spoil too many things for it uh, for anybody that hasn't seen it, but it's a very good show on AMC. I'd recommend. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I know you, uh, you you texted me the other day, and you you wanted to recommend that, so definitely have to check it out. Uh, I loved every character from Just Creek. That was a great show, uh, just very well put together. So uh, it's definitely something I'm gonna want to look at. Um, Are you from anything else right now? So for me, I mean, yes, I'm watching series, um, but what I kind of want to talk about, and I know it's not technically football related, uh, is the Euros. Um, the you it's know, the, I know it's, it's technically not football. I mean, it but is very football. interesting. I watched that. Uh, what was it? Portugal versus France game yesterday. Yeah. Oh. That was a good one. Even the Germany-Hungary game going out at the same time was good. You know, there's, the something, there's something about international soccer that just gets me super excited. And I know people love 
you know, Bundesliga and Premier League and La Liga and all these club teams. And, and it's great. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I do love that. Um, but God, there's something about international soccer. There's nothing about that pride. It, yeah. There's something about that pride about going back to your country after you've, you know, won or, or lost and, you know, it's just leaving it all out there on the field and it's just, uh, it's great soccer. European soccer, I believe, in my mind, um, and nothing against South America, but it's the best soccer in the world. And so I, you know, am just super pumped watching this. I'm I'm really rooting for France, who were the favorites prior to uh, the Euros. So um, it's just exciting. And I, I know I told Stephanie yesterday there's no soccer for the next two days. So you can actually talk to me during the day if you want. And she was kind of relieved because man, I get into these and starting at eight in the morning or whenever they come on all the way until about two o'clock, I am, you know, raring to go. So these last two days to watch because they have so much team drama, like, and to watch like Benzema pass the ball to Mbappe, who are like the two best players on the field pretty much for them. And they have to work together and they do work together really well. But then on the side, you know that Benzema is blackmailing Mbappe with a sex tape. Like, it's kind of weird. But, you know, yeah. they get great chemistry on the field, I guess. Just that's just off the field stuff. Like, that's, you know, intriguing right. headlines for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree with you, but you know, so far I haven't seen any uh, rough stuff on the field for France. No, they um, great chemistry on the field. That's what I'm saying, yeah. but no, games are, are great to watch. I've been enjoying that. I, I was actually wondering another thing about a show that is more football related. Who's the team this year for uh, Hard Knocks? Do you, are you do you know? I am not aware. Uh, let me let, give a. Because I was just kind of thinking about that the other day. I was like, oh, man, I'm, you know, I'm, I always I get excited. I they locked it up. You know, they uh, haven't seen anything. So, yeah, they said there's five eligible teams. They, they haven't really picked the team, and I'm not going to, uh, uh, you know, try to, to no. dissect who's going to be on there. But, uh, but yeah, there's they still have not. Uh, oh, I thought they had picked by now. Well, I know they should have should have yeah. sure but but that's that's sure something enough. interesting because yeah they should because it's, you know a month and a half away yeah uh, getting, we're getting really, there i mean I'm, we're getting ready for our draft i feel like they should be getting ready for this show at least be announced you know nobody really yeah. likes the hard knocks you know moniker everybody seems no, to, i mean it's it's yeah it's not it can't be great having cameras in your face the whole time when you're like trying to work but i get that yeah yeah well i mean but it's still it's exciting television and it's something yeah. that I know I'm a sports nerd, but it's something that we sit down and watch as a family every Monday uh, when it comes out. So I am definitely pumped to uh, to get that on on television. All right, let's move into this uh, this much anticipated uh, kicker episode. Uh, let's talk about the Steelers. Uh, DeCastro, your longtime guard. I know he's been having ankle problems over the last couple of years and hasn't been as productive, but the Steelers longtime left guard uh, was released today. Um, combined with that and, and big Ben going down last week, that was a little scare. I think he's okay. Uh, are you worried about the Steelers at all this season? No, not really. Uh, I mean, that was part of how the reason they fell apart at the end of the season was the Castro and Pouncey just couldn't get off the ball. Every, every time it was snapped, they, they'd take three steps back or something. Even And that's why they couldn't run the ball either, because the tackles would just destroy the line. And, they, I mean, they, they played a long time, and they played a lot of good football. I mean, nine years being an offensive lineman in the AFC North is a, is a long time in dog years. So, I mean, they, they, they put some miles on, and they made some good money, and then, you know, they won some championships. So, I mean, not I think they only, they only got one. Uh, obviously two with Ben, but you know, yeah, if Ben goes down, that would suck. It really would. But yeah. you have to think about it. While the defense was still able to get pressure on quarterback last year and the offensive line just gave Ben two seconds, they were 11 and up and then they started getting injured. And then the offensive line started getting injured as well. And, you know, thing and the rest is history. So it's, it was kind of due time. Old guys have to have to retire. And if Ben goes down this year, then it is really saying, okay, it's it's time to retire. 
and which means that Rudolph would go in, and then we'd get an, a great draft pick, basically. Oh, so, that's such a sad. If if you, you have to is go through quarterback, you have to go through a hard season to get a good quarterback. The year that we got Ben, I watched a six and ten season of Tommy Maddox, knowing that every time he dropped back to pass, he was about to throw a pick six every single time. But he wasn't he the worst in the league. He wasn't the worst. He was. In the he, he was hard to watch because the defense would be really good, and then Tommy Maddox would throw the game away. Yeah, and so and yet you have to watch some of that gut-wrenching football to get the right guy the next year yeah no i'm i'm all for that for the texans this year or or upcoming years uh you know to go through that pain uh to get somebody like sean monson that actually wants to play for our team but yeah i think that eventually the steelers are gonna have to do that it'd be nice to have a packers-like transition from Favre to rogers from roethlisberger to x uh, didn't you guys take somebody or a potential replacement or no, was I just dreaming? Rudolph is the replacement right now. He oh. beat the Browns last year. He beat the Browns when the Browns wanted to beat us. And then the next week, Ben, Ben and the starters went out there and shit the bed. So maybe yeah. Rudolph's ready. Who knows? I feel like I mean, that gotta, game. You got you to give him another chance. They got to give him another chance to either fall flat on his face or win. I, I, I feel like uh, he wasn't at full strength. Or the Browns weren't at full strength when they played the Steelers last year. Is it? Pretty sure they were. They were. Yeah. Mm, it yeah, was they, just a, they were. They were. I remember that. Maybe I was like, "Is that the end of the streak?" Because they had a good streak going. They were the last undefeated team, and and he kept, he kept it going. Uh, but I will say that wasn't Rudolph that won that game. It was for sure the defense uh, that that stepped up there, but. You know, if you as a Steelers fan have confidence in Rudolph, uh, that's fine. I personally don't, don't go putting words in my mouth now. I said they have to give him <laughs> another chance to okay. either fall flat on his face or not. And then you would go through a gut wrenching year and get the right guy in the draft. Mm-hmm. But because I don't really, I mean, getting hit in the head by Miles Garrett, you got to, you got to erase that memory. Right now, he's, he's, he's a Mark Sanchez butt fumble of a memory right now. So like, unless he can erase that, we'll we'll see. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, Let's actually jump into uh, this kickers. I mean, we've been talking about the kickers the whole time. And before we do, uh, I wanted to talk about kickers as a whole, not just in our league, but in other leagues. And I feel like they get a bad rap. I feel like kickers are looked at as, Something that does not take skill to pick, does not take research. Just pick the guy that kicks the most extra points. Kick the guy that you know on the teams that score the most points. Uh, and there's this growing movement that I've noticed. Just like we talk about superflex, and just like we talk about IDP, there's this new like hipster trending fantasy movement to get rid of kickers as a whole. And it bugs me because I'm a huge kickers fan. And I really think that it does take skill. It does take some kind of, um, you know, ingenuity to find these kickers that aren't going to get you negative points on a week to week basis and are going to put you in a position to win. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? First of all, I too am disgusted by this notion of wanting to get rid of kickers. This is the first I'm hearing of this and, it's it's disrespectful to the game because the, the kicker is a very tough position that is unlike any other position on the field. And they, you know, go sit on the bench for a while until they're called in to, you know, actually put up some points on the board who they usually end up being some of the highest scoring people at the end of the season. And they're also called in to maybe win or lose the game at the end. Like, I mean, all the pressure on them. So it's, it's completely different and it, you know, it changes a coaching style. Sometimes when you're on the 42, do you have confidence in your kicker and your defense or are you going to punt it? You know, that that's a whole, there, there's a very, there's a large strategy into going into picking kickers because you also, you're, you're also picking the coach too. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to, if you know, if you're talking to somebody that wants to get rid of kickers, they probably have a team defense and special defense, uh, special teams, that kind of person that's, you know, they're, they're, they're and, 
just yeah. off the rocker to me. And that's so. kind of the crowd that I'm seeing this from is the yeah. people who who play uh, sparingly and mm-hmm. maybe play in one or two work leagues and see this kickers as something, well, oh my gosh, he came out and missed the next point. Or, oh my gosh, he came out and missed you know two or three field goals. Ruined my week. You know, screw kickers. Let's get rid of kickers. And, you know, maybe if you put the some time part. in. Yeah, maybe if you put some time in and just kind of like, you know, research kickers and, and said before the season, this is the horse I'm rolling with and here are my backup plans, then maybe you would have had a, a, a better uh, season or kicker season. Uh, going by last year, and again, not trying to toot my own horn, I feel like I'm doing this every podcast, but I was the kicker expert. And we'll get this out of the way. I, I'm not the expert for the next couple of positions, but I was for defense and kicker. Um, I scored the most points at kicker in our own fantasy football league, gridiron fantasy football league. And that was mainly due to Jason Sanders. Um, Scott, let me ask you, what is my number one rule when it comes to kickers? How well do you know me? Uh, what's my number one thing I look for in kickers? No misses. No misses. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. I I was hoping you would get that. Um, no misses. Exactly. People who miss less, I don't care if they're uh, getting in the zone. I do not care if they hit or get a lot of extra point opportunities. Don't fucking miss. And if you don't fucking miss, you can be on my fantasy team. Anyway, uh, before we get into our uh, fantasy analysis and rankings, let's do some trivia. What do you think? Sounds good. Uh, I'll let you start it off. Okay. All right, so uh, all my trivia questions are going to be from this previous year, 2021, uh, and there's only one answer to each of them, and they are all different. Okay, so we'll start out with this one. Who missed the most extra points last year among qualified kickers? Missed the most extra points? Yes. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go with... Matt Prater. Incorrect. So that is Harrison Bucker. Uh, actually missed five. Five oh, wow. extra points. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, you know, I don't want to say it was out of, uh, you know, his context there. But, uh, you know, what we saw from Harrison Bucker the year before, we didn't see him missing those extra points. Uh, but he did also miss two from 20 to 29 yards. So uh, maybe some jitters there from Harrison Bucker. Uh, I think finished second uh, in extra points made, uh, but also missed five. So, so yeah, yeah, Harrison Bucker. Okay, we'll try another one here, see if you can get any of these right. Who sank the most 50-plus yard field, goal at, uh, field goals last year? Attempts? Nope, sank. Who uh, who made the most? Uh, was it was it Jason Sanders? It was not Jason Sanders. Actually, this is a kind of a yearly thing. Um, it was Brandon McManus. Brandon McManus also attempted the most he attempted 15 from 50 plus i think up there in the denver air uh if it's 50 to 60 yards they go ahead and take their shot uh he made 10 also uh was tied for the most i'm sorry he also had the most he held the most by himself misses so um yeah if you're looking for those big bombs on a monday night mcmanus might be your guy all right who made the most extra points last year made the most extra points. Ooh, I'm going to go. How about Ryan suck Tampa Bay? Uh, no, incorrect. It's going to be Mason Crosby. Mason really? Crosby. Yes. For the Packers. Uh, finished not so high in points, 118 points. So they didn't, when they were uh, forced down and in the zone in uh, field goal range, they often handed the ball to Aaron Rodgers and said, do your thing on fourth down. Um, but that worked out for him, obviously, because he went 59 for 63 in extra points, 
only missing four. Uh, and uh, yeah, pretty successful year for Mason Crosby on that end. So yeah, my final question here. Okay, you're 0 for 3. So I don't doubt your knowledge on kickers, but this is probably the toughest one. Um, Who who made the most chip shot field goals from 20 to 29 yards? So not the ones. uh, These are ones that are the equivalent to extra points. Um, Who made the most chip shot field goals from 20 to 29 yards? Was it Blankenship? It was not Blankenship. Actually, it was Daniel Carlson. For oh. the Vegas Raiders, he, oh, made, he made 18, seven more than second place. Um, probably a lot of that due to the fact that Las Vegas probably sputtered um, in the in the in field goal range and had to settle for field goals. Daniel Carlson not, actually finished third in kicker points last year, so a pretty reliable kicker on that. End. Wow. All right, let me let me take my shot if you don't mind. All right, all right. Um, so my trivia questions are for all time records. Okay. So gotcha. Start with an easy one. Okay. Who holds the all time longest field goal ever made? Oh, um, that was. I mean, this is like last year. This uh, is yeah, it's not too. Yeah. Longest field goal ever made. Is it Prater? It is Matt Prater. Prater. 64 okay. yards for Denver. Good for him. All right. All right. Next one. Who has the record for the most field goals in a single game? Ooh, most field goals single game. Um, I'm going to go with Akers. Not a bad guess. Yeah. But one of your favorite, Rob Baronas. Oh, Rob Baronas. That was against me. Eight that game was goals. against me. Oh, that was. The that Texans. Was Thanksgiving. Oh. We talked about this last year. Oh, man. Oh, Every year we got to bring up Dan Baronas on uh, on the kicker podcast. But all right. Damn it. Yeah. He deserves it. Uh, rest in peace, by the way. I think he passed away a couple years ago. Rob Baronas? Yeah. I'm, really? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was a car accident or something. Oh, but, uh, all- I know it was. It was sad to hear. Well, uh, I've got one last question for you. Okay, who holds the record for the most missed field goals in a single game? Oh God! I want to say Gostowski last year for the Titans. God, he had that one game where he missed like four, where it's like uh, uh, Vrabel was. Just thinking about just, you know, running it in on fourth and five. Um, oh, gosh. I don't know. Uh, Morton Anderson? Nope. This guy is still playing just like Guskowski, but it is Mason Crosby back in 2018. He missed five field goals. Wow. Wow, Mason Crosby, usually reliable, but uh, oh. an answer to one of our trivia questions each. So uh, that's interesting. I did yeah. not. I, I think that was against the Vikings. I remember him having a tough time against the Vikings. Must have been pretty windy, and uh, maybe at Green Bay or something like that. Something to take take into account. You know, it was open air, bad yep. weather. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, okay, all right. So we got through our trivia. Let's jump into our rankings you ready talk about some kickers yeah i'm ready let's do this okay i'll go ahead and go first so what we're going to do is we're going to go by division we're each going to talk about one that we like from that division uh and we're going to talk about you different guys yes we rehearsed this prior uh i'm going to start out with the afc south and i'm going to go with rodrigo blankenship obviously a crowd favorite from last year because those sweet goggles he wears um last year was his rookie season out of Georgia, kind of took that team by storm, um, made a a, a good amount, 10 from 20 to 29 yards and 12 from 30 to 39 yards. Uh, The team was, the the Colts were always in that field goal position. I I think with somebody like Phillip Rivers, uh, you you put yourself in a a good offensive position a lot. 
uh, something to think about. Uh, he started out really hot near the end of the season, started missing a little bit more, uh, missed one from 30 to 39, two from 40 to 49 and two from 50 plus and two extra points. So that's all also something to look at. Um, but again, rookie season taking over for a guy in Adam Vinatieri, who he says he learned a ton from. Um, and so maybe we can see some of these numbers increase as uh, time goes on. Um, but yeah, I, I really like Rodrigo Blankenship. I think that uh, he'll probably be one of the top five off the board because like I said, he's a crowd favorite. Um, and maybe with Carson Wentz, they're looking at a little more sputtering in the red zone than they were last year. Uh, but yeah, Rodrigo Blankenship, somebody to look for in the AFC South. Who do you got? I like that choice. He is, he is definitely a crowd favorite. And I mean, he's, uh, he did very well last year. Mm-hmm. I though, am going to go with tiny fair bear. Gotcha. So he is a hometown favorite. He Mm -hmm. is obviously the Texans kicker, which this year their offense will be probably pretty inept. Um, But I think that their coaching staff is just going to try to play it safe all the time and stay high on their Madden IQ and just kick a lot of field goals, basically. And the defenses should be able to stop a decent amount of people. And they're just going to be playing a lot of, uh, field position, field goal games, and just, uh, you know, uh, ball position as much as they can stay in the games. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's going to help you as far as having a kicker because you need to be able to get in position for them. I was very close on going with uh, the Jaguars kicker and Josh Lambeau just because, you know, you might have a better chance of Trevor Lawrence throwing the ball around and, you know, getting in at least scoring position, but, I liked what I saw out of Kaimi Fairbairn last year as far as kicking goes and uh, and it, how many points he scored. So I'm going with Kaimi. Yeah, the only thing that concerns me about Fairbairn is the Texans and their ineptitude to score, put, put points on the board next year. Um, you know, you li- I, I don't mind having kickers for bad teams. I don't like having kickers for bad offenses. Um, a lot of times they're playing from behind, don't like to settle for field goals, uh, and they'll go for it on fourth and three, fourth and four, but Kaimi Fairbairn himself is a fair, uh, fairly good kicker. So maybe you're right. Maybe you get some, uh, good, good opportunities next year and, and, uh, he'll, you can capitalize on them. All right. Uh, let's go to the AFC East. I'm going to go with Tyler Bass. I'm looking to go bass to mouth. Uh, next year, Tyler Bass, another rookie. So I'm staying with these, these rookies, uh, had a great year last year, uh, came out and made a good amount of field goals. Again, almost the same, uh, story as Blankenship started out really hot, started to sputter out over the, uh, course of the year. Uh, he missed three from 30 to 39 yards, one from 40 to 49 yards and two from 50 plus, the good thing about him was he made 57 extra points, 57 for 59. You're going to get that when you have Josh Allen as a quarterback. They're going to score a lot of points. Um, this guy is probably up near the top of my list, if not the top guy on my list uh, for uh, kickers to look at this season. Obviously, other people's ranking systems are different. They have different algorithms and different things they look for. I think Tyler Bass is one of those guys where you got to look at and say, hey, rookie year coming out there, maybe had some jitters, uh, you know, playing under some different conditions, didn't really have the job wrapped up 100%. The job is his now. He's the guy, Tyler Bass. I, I, I Like I said, going Bass to mouth next year, really going to be a, uh, near the top of my list. Who do you got for this AFC East? You know, it's kind of tough for me because I'm really torn between who obviously like you had Jason Sanders last year with Miami Mm -hmm. who had a great year and almost broke 200 points. Um, But my one of my rules of going into a kickers for kickers every year in the draft is the top kicker never repeats. It just it just it just doesn't happen just because and it's not because anything to do with the kicker's ability. It has to do with everything he can't control, which is what determines when he kicks. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just 
you know, he is, he, like I said, he is a great kicker. But for me, I think I'd go a little more Nick Folky. Um, oh, wow. The Patriots are getting a lot of people back on defense. They've spent a lot of money on uh, in the offseason on offense. You have a you, Cam, you know, you can't be playing injured. You're also playing for your job now. So it's, uh, it, it, it's a whole different dynamic. And I think that whether they're scoring t- a ton of touchdowns or not, I think they're going to be in a great field position at all times, basically. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Nick Folk might be one of those top five kind of guys this year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and I can see that. I don't mind the Nick Folk pick. Uh, it's just the only thing about Nick Folk is I've seen him. He's kind of a, a rope warrior. So we've seen him on the Cowboys. Where else have we seen him? Jets? Uh, yeah, Jets. He was a Jet for a while. He, he was, was a Jet for a while, um, oh. and he was reliable for a while. So, you know, there's that. But, uh, but yeah, you've seen him get tossed around the league or tossed around the division, actually, uh, a little bit more than maybe other kickers might. So something to look at. Uh, next division, AFC North. I'm going to go with uh, Boswell. You know him well. Um, oh, yeah. A veteran kicker reliable never one of the top guys never one of those guys um that somebody selects first uh but always pretty reliable on the extra points always pretty reliable um with field goals and uh somebody that you can get near the end of drafts um i know he's had some some problems with injuries uh over the last few years uh but i i like um, him as far as being the kicker this year? I mean, d- do you think that uh, Boswell has any uh, competition this year? No, I don't think. Uh, they usually don't get into that, and if they do, it don't, it's, it's only because it's like, oh, he missed three field goals last game. We're bringing someone else in. So Exactly. It, it's not. It's, yeah, he's, he's the guy. So. Right. And, I mean, he again, he's been reliable in the past. He's not going to sink – Every 50-pluser, but um, from this division, if your name's not Justin Tucker, I think this is the guy to go to. Uh, again, you're sitting there at the end of the draft. You're looking for somebody that's reliable. Uh, Boswell is the way to go. Who do you got from this division? I mean, I, I would go with Justin Tucker. I, I mean, he's, yeah. he's kind of the obvious choice for me. He's, you know, if he doesn't, if he's not the top guy near 200, he'll, you know, he'll be right around 150, which... You know, there's kind of a breaking point in kickers. There's like maybe one or two around 200, about four or five around 150, and then and then it really starts to drop off from there. And you know, it, you know, you get to the hundred mark, and then you're then you're kind of teetering. Then you're dealing with people that you know were dropped, and people are wasting moves. That's one of the big things about getting the right kickers. You could you could spend a decent pick and not have to spend you know waste moves on kickers. Yeah. So that, that, that's the worst. Mm-hmm. That is really the worst. Yeah. Uh, but for me, yeah, Justin Tucker, I think that, you know, with the defense and the offense, they're, it's all about making sure that he's in good field position for, uh, for uh, more chances for field goals at all times. So, like I said, the intangibles that he can't decide on. Um, coaches that are, are going to want to go for it on fourth down a lot or things like that, you know, that's, you know, are going to want to kick it. So I think that, in Baltimore, he's had a great situation for years. He's a sure bet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's like number one or number two in kickers every year and and deservedly. I mean, it's when we watch a uh, kicker kick and we it's almost automatic. I mean, we we gasp when when he when he misses one you know that this is one of the best kickers of all time and he is he's been the best kicker for so long i i can't remember uh early in our fantasy days who was like number one what i mean like vanderjack adam vinatieri maybe vinatieri yeah yeah i mean where it was just like okay this is the number one guy he plays for the patriots whatever um the reason tucker's the favorite, the number one, is because he's so reliable. He makes every single kick, which is something that I really value. The only thing about Justin Tucker, the only bad thing, is that he's taken so early that whenever somebody is talking about taking a kicker, uh, it's usually Justin Tucker, when the first one off the board. 
And you're usually, man, I wasn't ready to think about kickers, but now here I am thinking about kickers. So um, Justin Tucker, definitely somebody to look at. All right. Uh, AFC West. I'm going to talk about Brandon McManus. Um, well, I talked about him earlier. Most 50 plus bombs from a kicker last year. I think the year before he had that uh, moniker as well. Yes, you're going to get some misses up there in Denver. Yes, you're going to get some crazy weather up there in Denver that may affect uh, your kicker. But this is a situation where it's like boom or bust. Sometimes McManus can win you a week by himself, especially on a Monday night. And it seems like Sunday and Monday nights, the Broncos uh, like to shine. They get a lot of play. Uh, So if you're looking for a kicker, if you're streaming kickers, uh, if you're, uh, you know, trying to do your thing and, and, and go for a miracle on a Monday night, McManus is your guy. Who do you got from the AFC West? I like McManus as well. That's, that's a good choice. The, the elevation was always a nice attitude to kicking. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I think, you know, because I, I want to go, uh, you know, Kansas City is always a popular choice because they're, you know, they're getting with Butker. You're always going to get plenty of points. But I'm leaning towards Michael Badgley for the Chargers. Okay. Because yeah. Herbert had a great year last year, and he kind of snuck up on a lot. He's not going to sneak up on people this year, but he's, he's got a new coach, new offensive system. They, they gave him a couple more weapons second year. He should be a little more comfortable. I think they're going to be in scoring position a lot more often. I think Badgley's going to jump from that hundred mark to that 125, 150. So you probably like, if you don't want to spend a pick early at, for someone out uh, for someone like McManus, then I think he could be a, a nice deal in the later rounds. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, absolutely. It's somebody that you can definitely get late. Uh, NFC South, switching over to the NFC. I want to talk about Koo. Koo. Um, I always. Young Ho. Um, one of the reasons that I like to talk about uh, Young Ho Koo is that, and this is weird, this is not something that we usually talk about with kickers, but his onside kicking ability is really, really good. Uh, which could put him in more positions to score points. He is the best onside kicker in the league uh, as far as percentages are concerned. On top of that, he was the second highest scorer out of kickers, only behind Jason Sanders. And it's a pretty big gap. Uh, Jason Sanders had 190 in our league last year, followed by Young Hong Koo at 176.5. And then behind him, Daniel Carlson had 156, and the pack kind of goes down from there. Uh, Young Hoku only missed once from three, 30 to 39, once from 40 to 49, and three times uh, extra point misser. But double-digit makes from 20 to 29 and 30 to 39, so he's almost automatic from that range and, uh, and still can hold his own with eight 50-plus uh, makes and zero misses. So perfect from 50-plus. Uh, the guy was definitely super reliable last year and should get some play also this year. Now you, you talk about the loss of Julio Jones. You talk about maybe the regression of the Atlanta offense could be a good thing uh, for, for the kicking situation. So uh, two definitely near the top of my list, definitely top five. I like him uh, to continue what he had last, last year. And uh, yeah, so we'll have to see NFC South kicker. Who do you got? I'm going to go with New Orleans' Will Lutz. I think that with, you know, the Jameis Winston uh, offense, uh, they're not going to be scoring as many touchdowns as they usually do, but their defense is going to keep them in great position, and Sean Payton's always smart enough to get the points. So I think they're. I think he's, he's pretty automatic. He's been consistent there for years. I think it's a great, a good situation for Will Lutz to jump from – I jump into that about 150 point marker. Yeah. He, I mean, he finished second in extra points last year with 57. Uh, so, you know, pretty successful on that end. They just, I, I don't know if he, I, I don't recall if he went through some injuries or what, but he went from the being the top kicker to dropping down to, I believe, number 
nine or ten. They started kick, They started scoring too many touchdowns. Okay, I mean, he's, fair he's, enough. He's only kicking, scoring too many touchdowns. That's why the Kansas City uh, kicker isn't great because they score too many touchdowns. So no, but- while yes, you get one point, you really want him to get that thirty-yard field goal. Mm-hmm. And so you need a good enough offense to get into position and then shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. And a smart enough to coach to not go for it on fourth down every other time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like I say, you need you need the perfect storm for your for your kicker. Yeah. And it, yeah, I agree. I mean, you're looking at this team and you're saying, you know, will they be just as good without Drew Brees? Will they score the same amount of points? Will this be the you know well-oiled machine of an offense? that we've seen in the past or uh, you know, will this offense kind of sputter? Will it be something that we saw in the early two thousands? And if it does sputter, it might be a good thing for Will Lutz. Um, You know, with a kicker, you're not exactly, unless the kicker is just so reliable uh, and, and just a really talented kicker, you're not looking for the best team, best offensive teams in the NFL. Uh, That's why that's a, yeah, that's that's a misconception when it comes to kickers. Uh, extra points are good. Don't get me wrong. Extra points are good. Having those 57 points uh, sitting there, uh, that, that's great. Um, but uh, you want those field goals, and you want those field goals to be made. So um, I, I, I like Will Lutz. I think that he's definitely a top 10, should be owned next year. Um, but it'll be, it'll be crazy to see top kicker down to ninth, 10th. Where does he finish this year? All right. Uh, NFC East. This is a little bit different for me. Um, not different by, uh, you know, algorithm or my style of kicker, uh, but Graham Gano was made the, or missed the least amount of kicks last year by any kicker. Uh, not, he missed two extra points. So, uh, you know, that's never great. He didn't get a ton of attempts, um, or, or extra point attempts for the Giants, but he sank a ton of field goals and he made almost all of them, finishing sixth in points, making uh, 13 from 30 to 39 and nine, and nine from 40 to 49, five from 50 plus and only missing one from 50 plus and zero the rest of the way. Uh, like I said, I am always pumped about people who do not miss kicks. Graham Gano did not miss any kicks last year. He is, by definition, somebody that's going to be at the top of my list. Yes, he missed uh, two extra points. Never great. And yes, he made the least amount of extra points. Uh, maybe you're seeing kind of a correlation here. The least amount of extra points in the NFL last year for a kicker that qualified uh, with 21. So... On a week-to-week basis, uh, Graham Gano was was pretty money. Uh, you, you you'll see this offense with the addition of Galladay, Saquon coming back. You should see an uptick in uh, in points. You should see an uptick in touchdowns. Um, but that could also mean an uptick in Graham Gano kicks. So uh, it just depends on on what kind of algorithm you're looking for these kickers. But I love. Graham Gano for next season. I liked him prior with the Panthers. I think that uh, he's just a reliable NFL kicker and and uh, definitely be somebody I look at. Uh, who do you like from the NFC East? This is a tough one. This is a tough one. I'm torn th- between a couple ones because essentially what I'm looking for in a kicker, my number one thing, like we were talking about earlier, number one thing being no misses. Mm-hmm. My number one thing for a kicker is being paired with the worst red zone offense. For, in, okay. for instance, last year, Jason Sanders, he was with Miami, mm-hmm. to its own Viola. He's, he's always going to be too scared to throw the football, basically. Yeah. So, it, like, if it's a tight window, he's going to go, ooh. And then you're going to be like, yes, field goal. Like, I imagine every time he just, like, you know, tucked it away, took the sack or ran out of bounds or something, you're like, yes. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah, it was like a great feeling, and see, and see, that's what you need for your kicker. It was, it wasn't that Jason Sanders had made an amazing kick. It was that the red zone offense sucked a lot of days. <laughs> so okay. that that's what you're really looking for. And 
I like, well, Greg, the leg, Greg Zerline is very uh, appetizing and looks great. I really think he's going to have an issue next year with the Cowboys scoring too many touchdowns. I I think that Dak is going to come back strong. I think that, uh, uh, what's it called? Zeke's going to have a good year. I think Mari Cooper will. I think he's going to be stuck with way too many uh, extra points. So who I'm really looking at is actually Dustin Hopkins for the Washington. With their defense is really good and and Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback will be just mediocre enough to kind of keep them in good scoring position at all times. I really think Dustin Hopkins is going to be a steal in the later rounds. Somebody that's going to jump up from about 123 points from last year up into about the 150s. Is this the most exciting team in fantasy from top to bottom this next year? The most interesting, most coveted team in fantasy is Washington football team. I mean, they, if they, they come. Go ahead. They've got a lot of interesting parts uh, on their team. I, I agree. Yeah. If they come out with like a, a sweet ass name, uh, you know, like the Capitals or some shit and, and really market themselves, we could see some of these players like Antonio Gibson, kickers like Dustin Hopkins, defenders, whatever, picked like one or two rounds higher than they, than average, you know? So yeah. I, I love the Redskins. I love the Dustin Hopkins pick. I think that he is definitely somebody that should be owned. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he, he did have a lot of misses from, from uh, 30 plus, I think one 30, 39, four 40, 49 and two 50 plus also missed two extra points. So he's definitely got uh, the misses in there at some spots, but, but again, like the kicker, I think, I think uh, he'll be somebody to look at. All right. Uh, NFC North. I like Mason Crosby. I know we've talked a lot about Mason Crosby. I mean, again, one most, in both of the trivia questions, one good being that he made every or made the most extra points last year of any kicker, and one bad meaning that he's missed the most field goals by any uh, kicker in the history of football. So, uh, but I like Mason Crosby. I, I, I know the Packers are a mystery offense coming up uh, this next year. We don't know who's going to be behind center, whether it be Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers. And does that make a difference to the kicker? Absolutely, 100% it does. Because if Jordan Love is the quarterback, Mason Crosby takes a huge hike in average draft position, I think, for the kicker. I think that Mason Crosby is a very talented kicker that plays in a very tough kicking stadium that is green bay at lambeau field so but uh he got put in in very few uh field goal positions last year and i don't think that they would be as apt to give the keys on fourth down to to jordan love uh or any other quarterback for that matter rather than aaron Rodgers. i think aaron Rodgers calls the shot calls the shots maybe not in the playoffs Okay, we saw that last year against the 49ers or in whatever. Um, but he calls shots during the regular season, and they have a lot of confidence in him. So what I'm going to say with this is if Aaron Rodgers is quarterback, maybe I won't take Crosby as high. But if Jordan Love is quarterback, I think Crosby should be a top 10 kicker, somebody that should be owned and somebody that can, uh, can really win you some weeks. Uh, because we, we will see Packers in prime time. We will see, we love having kickers in prime time. We'll, we'll see them on Sunday nights and we will see them on Monday nights. So, uh, Mason Crosby, somebody definitely to take a look at during this year. Who, who do you got at NFC North? I agree with the, uh, suspect of Mason Crosby stock rising. If Jordan Love is under center and falling, if Packers are, if, if Aaron Rodgers is under center, just because again, with it's, he scored too many touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm going to go with Cairo Santos of the bears. Uh, he, he had a great, great year last year. I think they have a pretty tough schedule and Dalton will probably sputter after a few games. And then, uh, Justin Fields will come in and, you know, he'll be a rookie. So he'll still have some red zone issues. I think that's a perfect storm for, uh, for Cairo Santos to have another 150 plus year. Out of all the out of all the kickers, this is the one I'm just gonna have to disagree with you on. I, I Kyra Santos. Santos fan? I know. 
I, I'm sorry. Cairo Santos is the most unreliable kicker. I know he had a ton of points last year and he sunk a lot of kicks. Uh, it's windy up there. I know. It's, it's the, the windy, windy city. city. It's the windy city. I get it. But, uh, you know, Robbie Gould was pretty successful as a kicker uh, for them for quite a while. So you could make it work. Uh, Cairo even, Santos, even with all those misses, 150 plus points last year. True. True. No. And he only missed two. He missed one for 40, and that, 49 and 150 plus. I'm just saying the way he kicks is very soccer style. Uh, it's very like bend it like Beckham. He does not kick the ball straight. That's uh, how I used to kick when I played football. Yeah, I'd, instead of two two back and two left, I did one back, three left. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I just it just watching him stresses me out because a lot of times uh, you'll see that he has a bend on his kick, so it starts out uh, outside the goalpost and and sinks into the middle. And again, when you're playing that game in the windy city, <laughs> you you're you're really trying to to be Tiger Woods out there, or uh, you know whatever, and and really play the wind. So I'm not saying he got lucky last year, but Cairo Santos would definitely, definitely not be one of the top kickers for me. I would definitely leave him alone, even if. It was the last round, and I still needed a kicker. But that's just my opinion. That's what we, I mean, we disagree on things. It, that, it happens. Uh, but let's move on to the NFC West. I like Myers for Seattle, okay? Jason Myers. Now, the thing with Jason Myers is he didn't miss a field goal last year, all right? Didn't get a ton of opportunities. Didn't miss a field goal. Four extra points, not so great. Uh, but, but did not miss a field goal. So this is why he's going to be up there on the top of my list. Uh, plays for Seattle, a, a decent offense. Um, he only had 24 attempts, which is uh, near the bottom of attempts uh, for people last year. So this may explain why he did uh, make every single one. Uh, but, you know, mainly, like I said, uh, if you don't miss, you, you, you belong on my fantasy team. And he did not miss. Uh, you know, Seattle's going to get their fair share of field goal attempts this year and going to be uh, also get their fair share of, um, you know, extra points. He did have 49 last year, which was, you know, near the top of the league. But, you know, definitely not top five just because the lack of, uh, you know, field goals that he attempted last year. But again, did not miss. So Jason Myers will definitely be near the top of my list. Who do you got in the NFC West? You know, this one's kind of a tough one as well, uh, because like I said, I'm always looking for the perfect storm for the kicker, Um, because you got Matt Gay with the Rams, which had kind of pretty, not a great year last year, and you have Matt Prater with Arizona, are the two guys I'm looking at. Uh, I I believe that the Rams will have a better offense and will be in better position for Matt Gay this year uh, than uh, Jared Goff had them last year. So, because now they have Stafford, obviously. So, and they're off, their defense is still really good. So, it should keep them in great position. Um, even though Matt Prater scored more points than uh, than Matt Gay last year, Matt Prater. What I'm scared of actually is the naive coaching of uh, in Arizona and the and uh, what's his. What's the quarterback's name in Arizona again? Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray's decision making. Mm-hmm. I, I just some of his decision making. Well, yes, like that uh, that Hale Murray last year was awesome. You know, like that's the kind of decision making. Like I don't really. That's not something like you know. I'd want. I would want my kicker taking the kick instead, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 parts like that. So I think I think I'm going with Matt Gay with the Rams. I think that their offense is going to be a lot better. Their their defense is obviously great. I think he's going to jump into that 130, maybe close to 150 mark. I like that pick. Uh, I think just like we talked about the Redskins, I think the Rams are going to be a super popular um, pick with fantasy this year. Um, And I I think that a lot of their people from Stafford to the receivers to whatever, uh, and the offense is going to be there. Uh, They'll be in the red zone. You're kicking pretty much indoors. I know that stadium's kind of weird. It's like outdoor, indoor kind of thing. Uh, but you're pretty much indoors. It's pretty safe. So I, I, I love the gay pick. 
I love the gay pick. And um, and it is Pride uh, Month, so yeah, it is Pride Month. Pick gay during Pride. Uh, yeah, way to go. Um, okay, that's pretty much all we have for you on kickers. You know, it's always good to talk about kickers. I know it's a sore spot in, in many people's fantasy talks, even in our talks. You know, we've we've had this discussion for years about two kicker leagues um, and how <laughs> we have two quarterbacks in a league where you can only play one quarterback at a time on an NFL team. Why not have two kickers uh, so that every kicker in the league is spoken for when that time comes? Um, it's been a dream of mine to always have a two kicker league. Um, but you know, you need the votes, you need the support in the league for that to happen. I am not a dictator. Uh, we are democracy, but, uh, but yeah, it's unfortunately, I, I think that's a pipe dream. I don't think it'll ever happen. Do you, do you have any opinion on this? Do you think that, uh, we'll ever be a two kicker? You know, I've been back and forth on it. Um, I just, I don't think it's necessary. Um, just because the bottom half of the kickers is really bad. Like it's it's bad down there. Like you're gonna people are gonna be starting negative points and stuff, and it's just you know. But it's I, I think the top half is we already have uh, you know 14 people in our league, so it's it, doing two kickers would be very tough. You know. But see, that's the point, and and, and I know you say, well, the bottom half of the kicker is just terrible, but. Are the bottom half or the bottom five of the quarterbacks any better? I mean, usually they're they're hot garbage too. It's just but, how but you draft. They're, they're center stage hot garbage. Mm. You know, you're like you're you're you want to cast some extra hot hot garbage, like you know, <laughs> off off steam extras hot garbage. Like center stage hot garbage. That's great. Like having somebody watching somebody be like, "I'm going to win or lose this week on Mitchell Trubisky's performance." I love that. You know, that's great. Right. You know, and it's, it, that's, that's great television. I'm going to win this win or lose this week on, you know, Joey Sly's performance. That That's, that's a lot different. That's tough. That's tough to swallow. <laughs> I mean, it just forces people to do research and it forces people to make a decision or more decisions on kickers to put more importance on kickers. Um, and, and, you know, it, maybe we could adjust the points. Again, I would rather a double tight end league than a double, before a double kicker. League. True. It's true. Yeah. So. And, and, and uh, with a lot of these people, um, running double tight ends, maybe it's not a bad idea. Maybe it's something we could vote on in the future. Uh, speaking of tight ends this next week, we will actually have, uh, a, a tight end episode. Um, so if you're enjoying these, then, uh, it's def- definitely something to tune in for. Um, the uh, the expert. I have to. I have to think of who the expert was, uh, and I'll get back to you. But uh, we're definitely going to have three people on the podcast because the expert is not yours truly. It is actually another person from our league. So we will uh, have them on and discuss our tight end rankings a little bit more in depth than we have defense and kickers. Um, I believe just, the tight end expert is Max. Your it's Max. Man. Okay. All right. Yes, we will have him on. Um, but yeah, we will we'll go through rankings, tiers a little bit more uh, than we have kickers and uh, defense that's a little bit more obscure. So anything you have to say before we head off for the week? No, just uh, good talking to you again just about some football. Good to get some more research and to get the blood flowing, get the juices going, you know, thinking about a uh, draft, thinking about different team situations, thinking about a new, a new players, old players, returning players. It's, it's, you know, it's good to be getting everything on paper and getting going again. And I think, you know, like you said, some people don't start for a while. I, that's why I like doing this podcast. It gets me going early. Yep. Absolutely. And to think back on the day, we used to do a draft, uh, you know, in mid-July. So we would do it in three weeks. Those were crazy days. Um, But yeah, defense, kickers, we've only touched the tip. We have a long way to go. Uh, But we will talk to you guys next week, same time, same place. See ya.
never get a half a day off with pay. Oh, Tobo picking up barges on a long, hot summer day.